Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 191 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was LLNN out of Denmark. The song was called Desecrator. It's off of their new album, Unmaker, Come On Out on Pelagic Records. That song also features guest vocals from Matt McGacky of Cryptopsy or the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, who you may have heard on a recent episode of Getting It Out Podcast, where you find yourself right now. Matt, of course, is a fantastic vocalist, and that is what we're doing today. We're talking to another fantastic vocalist. This time, it's Joseph Isaiah from the band Seeking Sirens. Well, he's actually from a lot of bands, and we'll talk all about that. But on this specific episode, we're talking about his involvement in a project known as Seeking Sirens, which is mostly based out of North Carolina, despite him being based out of Massachusetts. So uh, you can put it together. It's pretty simple. It's 2021. Things are pretty easy like that these days. So let's go quick with the 32nd Hot Zone Getting It Out podcast intro song and then jump into this episode. Chicky! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury me! All the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? Hey, so we're trying to move fast on the intro to this one to get right into the meat of things because everything else I've been doing today has taken way too long, specifically driving to and from Philadelphia. Uh, Crazy traffic. I don't know if that had to do with the Eagles sucking today, but it might have. Very well could be. Um, uh, when When I stopped to get gas on the way there, I went inside to pay inside and so I could get myself some caffeine as well. And there was this automated thing that came on while I was at the register. And it said something about the employee is going to go clean and make sure she stays six feet away from uh, from from people and and all that. It was, it was clearly uh, you know something that's put there by corporate. And the lady behind the counter, old gray hair lady, looks at me and goes, "Oh yeah, like I'm gonna go clean. I'm gonna do a real thorough job." Like you know, and she said it like, "I'm not gonna do shit." And, uh, you know, part of me is like, that's cool. <laughs> I understand not working real hard, but I also don't understand just telling the customer that I'm not going to do my job. You get it, don't you? That was, it was weird. It was, I was standing there with my daughter, so I didn't know what to say to the lady, but I, I think I just glared at her and I'm glad that was my response because I feel like that was the appropriate one. What are you doing, lady? Uh, I don't think you, I don't think I'm looking to you for life lessons anyway. Being that you're uh, 68 and working behind a gas station counter, maybe this is what you wanted to do in your retirement years. I don't know. Who am I to judge? Okay, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you should go out there and clean those fucking pumps, huh? Keep your distance from me. I'd prefer that too. Anyway, as I mentioned on this episode, I have an interview with Joseph Isaiah of Seeking Sirens. Joseph is in several bands. I've said that before too, and I'll say it again later, so get used to it. I've enjoyed most of his work, but I specifically and especially enjoy the Seeking Sirens material that I've heard so far. The Seeking Sirens material of which I'm going to play for you on this episode because there's only two songs out, one of which I'm going to play for you right now. It's called Splinter. Check out the song Splinter by Seeking Sirens and then listen to my interview with Joseph.
I do want to get because all right. First of all, I've seen your face and know your name from a few different projects at this point. I yeah. did. I did an interview with you once, but it was just a text, I think, um, and it was yeah. about from under Concrete Kings. That's right. And uh, and that one you've never seen it because the fucking website I've been working on for two years is still stuck. Thanks, COVID. It's been stuck in the. You know, Stuck in, in the digital realm. Yeah, it's the whole thing stuck. The whole thing stuck. Two years, this fucking thing's just been frozen. Um, but anyway, but so so I'm familiar with you, familiar with a lot of your work. You have a shitload of bands, from what I can tell. Um, yeah, I try to stay busy, man. So like, I'll, let me put it to you in the simplest possible way. Yeah. Uh, I, I get like, I'm very direct in like what I want to do. So like, you know, very very like logistical and, and linear and like you know my process for doing everything so it's like you know if there's an idea of something that we all want to do 
then I doggedly pursue whatever course I need to take to achieve that objective. Right. And the problem is when you're in a band, it's like it's like being with like four chicks at the same time, <laughs> and they're all really needy and moody. And like, just so like, what will happen with any project that just has been literally every band in my entire life? It'll just stall out for a while, and the gears won't turn. Yeah. And you know, it's it's it's, it's almost always temporary, but it drives me bananas. Like, I start flipping out because it's like, right. hey, what the hell, man? What, 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 we said we're going to do this, that, and the other thing. Why aren't we doing this, that, and the other thing? So the idea is, I try to keep like at least two or three projects going at any given time. So whenever that time comes up with a project i just segue in like sideway over to the next one right yeah and stuff with that one until that one starts like you know breaking down for a little bit and then i go to the next one <laughs> uh, and it's all strictly for my own sanity because if i didn't do that and you know i learned the hard way of course because i used to just be like a one band one band guy and like you know 110 percent one band guy one band guy and then i found out that i was like you know I, I recognize the pattern of wanting to like murder bandmates, and <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's not that's not good, obviously. So I was like, well, you know, you can't make you can't make a tiger change his stripes. So maybe you know, when this one's doing this thing, I'll just go play with this kitty over here. You know, right? I, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but no, you are. I can I can only relate on the fact that I've been in, I was in one band for about a year. We did two records, and I hated it because I hated. They were they were my best friends, but I couldn't stand them as far as being in a band. It was a you know it was it was a motherfucker, and and I was glad when it was over. So yeah, I I, I understand. Yeah, see me, it's the exact opposite. I would love to have been in a band that got two records done in the year. You know, like usually it's always been like you know pulling teeth for a year or two years just to like get a band in the studio. Ironically, know? the band I was in was with members of Pulling Teeth. Just, just, just because you said pulling teeth, I gotta say that. Took, took, took me ten minutes, and I'm already in your mind. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, so like you know, and I just, uh, and I also have some projects that are kind of further away. Like so, you know, Seeking Sirens is like something that I've got stuff coming out for right this minute. Right. And you know, that's actually based in North Carolina, but I live in Massachusetts. Okay. So like, yeah, so like I kind of it works out because like I'll set up a group of things, like you know, like we're gonna do a video shoot and we're going to do a photo shoot and we're going to do like a thing and I'll set it up all in one weekend and then I'll go down there for the weekend and we'll do all that stuff and then I'll disappear for four to six weeks and like work on other stuff. Right. So are you from Massachusetts? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say when you were talking earlier, I was like, that is not a fucking North Carolina accent. That no, no, no. But, but, but I can slide in there real good. I mean, right. you know, I, I lived down there for a time and you know, I could slide right into that real yeah. well, you know? Um, especially if I'm trying to compliment somebody, I'm like, "Boy, I'm gonna tell you two things about five million. You keep doing that the way you do it, you gonna be something." You know, I, I I could slide right into that real well, but no, I have uh, I have what's known as a Rhode Island accent because I, you know, I grew up right on the state line. I grew up in Tiverton, Rhode Island, which is on the border of Far River, Massachusetts, and then I spent the rest of my growing up years in Far River, Massachusetts. So, like, it's not everybody that I see outside of the Northeast and even like further out of the state, they automatically assume that I'm from Boston. Right. But anybody that actually lives in Boston and has a Boston accent knows where I'm from instantly. Right. Because right, they, right. they know it's not that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's funny. It's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a source of enjoyment that I've had for the past, say, 20 years or so. Yeah, I bet. Well, like I said, the only thing I could tell was that it wasn't North Carolina. It wasn't a, oh, yeah. it wasn't a Southern, you know. Um, yeah, definitely not. 
But you know, you should hear Kevin though. Like Kevin is the yin to the yang for Seeking Sirens. It's our project, you know. Like we got some great guys that've been playing for us and helping us out, but it's really like our brainchild. And man, that dude is so southern. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it takes everything I have not to make fun of him and his voice all the time. But I also really love it. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's like a love and mock thing. But I don't want to hurt his feelings, so I keep my mouth shut. Well, you know, it's a funny thing about like accents like that is that uh, you, you know I hear. I hear like a Midwest or a Southern accent and automatically in my head, I'm like, that person's a moron, but they're usually way smarter than I am. It's just they have a oh, yeah. goofy sound of voice to me. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. That's almost 99 times out of 100. That's usually the case. Like, you know, like people assume that I'm mean because I have like, you know, I, I generally sit in like a North, Northern, Northeastern accent. Right. So people automatically assume I'm mean, but not mean. Which yeah. really nice. <laughs> not to everybody, but for the most part, I do aspire. So, but you know, it's just one of those things, you know, book by covers and all that jazz. Yeah, 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 there you go. But all right, so so for you, you grew up up there. Um, I'm in Pennsylvania, so you're up there. Um, you, where, where did you come up? When did you discover um, metal? Let's just say metal. Um, I don't know, man. Metallica came out in the 90s on the radio. Yeah. Like, you know, I think Load. Load came out. Up until then, I liked like you know hip hop and like whatever classic rock my folks listened to. Right, right. Um, and then like Load came out, and it was like a you know, in retrospect, it wasn't, but at the time, it was like a whole other universe for me. Right, right. And then uh, not too many years after that, I went to my first local show in Fall River, and it was just like mayhem. It was just like you know thrash bands and like hardcore bands all in the same like ten band bill. And the only reason I went there was because this chick wanted me to go. And I naturally, you know, had a thing for the chick, you know, obviously. Okay. Um, so I went. But, like, but by the time, like, after half an hour being there, I was just, like, not even paying her any mind. I was like, man, this is so cool. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Is there any chance that this show in Fall River featured the band Fall River? No. 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 <laughs> All right. Just, well, so, but I did want to ask about, like, your local. Who, so who were you going to see locally? Like, who were the, what was the local bands for you? Ah, man, like we had late 90s, early 2000s, we had a lot of traveling bands from like the East Coast in general. So like, you know, there was like local bands like Cobalt, their Thy Will Be Done Now. Like those were like the hometown guys. And then we had like, you know, but we had E-Town Concrete coming up all the time. Yeah, one of the best ever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And we had, uh, I think Canberra came up this way, you know, like. We had a lot of those bands like that, um, you know, Aftershock, they came down from Western Mass once or twice, played out here, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, they came out a lot more times than once or twice, but, like, I caught them, you know. Like, it's just a lot of bands like Mad Ball, Sworn Enemy, you know, right, all your right. new core bands. Um, and, you know, that's just, like, it was kind of one of those things, like, we were a stop if, like, if a band was trying to book a run and couldn't get a show in Providence, then, like, we'd get them on the South shore somewhere like new Bedford at the new wave cafe or like a fall river show at like the PAL or something like that. Gotcha. Which, you know, and that's just kind of like, we got the, we got the leftovers basically. So did, were you yourself, were you more into like the hardcore side of things or were you in the metal or was, was everything just didn't matter? It, 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 yeah. It, man, honestly, I was a meathead back then. So if yeah. it was heavy and had a lot of chugs, I was liking it. Right, yeah. what. I think I think we all were then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh dude, this is heavy. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, that's all I needed to hear. No, I get I get it. I was there. I was well not physically there, but I was doing the same yeah. thing in Pennsylvania, you know, that was yeah. especially I'm in Lancaster now. Um, oh, okay. which is 
but I grew up in New York, which is like 45 minutes north of Baltimore. So Baltimore was basically, and I lived in Baltimore for years. Baltimore was lo- basically my local, yeah, local. City. So. I mean, we go to Philly too, but it was, you know, it was Central Pennsylvania and, and uh, Baltimore. So, so pretty much the same sounding, <laughs> the same, the same sounds, oh, you know, yeah. the same yeah, bands. Yeah. Yeah. You were just, you were just on the other side of of the the Nautilus, like the plant, you know, the shell, the spiral, yeah. yeah. Right. Or like bands from New York and New Jersey, they would branch out that way, and they would branch up north. Right, and then it's up in Massachusetts would like branch up north, New Hampshire, Maine, and like branch out western Mass, upstate New York, and then down Jersey, yeah. New York. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, it's just you know that little that little helix. Everybody had their helix. Right. So, yeah. Well, you know, everybody also has the thing that I can't figure out is what is the, what is the tri-state area? Is that a term you that is used up there? No, no, okay. no. Okay, that's, okay. That's, that's that's a New York, New Jersey thing, but I don't know what the other state is. Okay, because so, I, I can tell you that it depends what state you're in. Pennsylvania always includes himself in the tri-state area, but you'll get told you, you can be in Maryland, and they'll say we're they're the tri-state area, and they'll be like it's Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, or it's Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, or it's or <laughs> so by, have- what. Yeah, right. Neither do I, and I live. And apparently, I've lived in it several times. But I would just, I just want to nail down where the fuck this tri-state area is. Who's what's what three states are in it? Because I, I uh, got a feeling if we googled it right now, we probably both would be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. But it's funny that there's like there's like six states in the tri-state area. But you know, that's that's, yeah. that's the way we define things now. Anyway, well, okay. Sense. Everybody's got a duality complex. <laughs> right. There you go. So, um, so when did you start? When did you start playing in bands? Uh, I started messing around in high school in really awful, god awful local bands. But I made some really cool friends along the way. You know, one or two I still actually talk to to this day. Yeah, and it's 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 really weird because like, you know, I've I've seen so many generations now at this point, like generations of bands and musicians come and go. Mm-hmm. That like, you know, like I, I don't know, like. I feel like super old. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like, you know, there's literally age groups of like bands that like know me that I, that I know and see around and like almost all of them aren't doing anything anymore. Yeah. You know? So it's like, and I, I just never stopped. Like I got into it in high school and I just never stopped. Do you, just, have you, have you always been the singer? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't have the, uh, I don't have the musical talent to play an instrument. I've yeah. got a good ear. But I, I don't, I, you know. Well, you clearly, you clearly have the skill of a of a vocalist. I've heard, and and obviously that's what you do now. And I've heard you on, like I said, several different, several different bands, a few different styles, all heavy, right, for the most part. And uh, you fucking know what you're doing, and that's that has never been more clear than when I listen to the Seeking Siren stuff, and. The range you put on that one, where all those all the, on the two songs that are out, Splinter and Surface, where it was like, oh shit, all right, this guy's this guy's got it down. Um, so, Thanks, man, I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. When did when did this band start? When did Seeking Sirens? Uh, you know, so Kevin Wilson, who's my counterpart in Seeking Sirens, uh, he was in a band with my brother for years called Fear the United. They're still. They're still quasi active. They're still like recording some stuff. They don't have anything tabled like with hard lines or whatever, but they're still like kind of doing stuff. Yeah. And they've been in a, they were a band for years. And, you know, I had a few bands that I had like several year runs with 
like structure fails uh, to die this night, City of Homes, uh, that had like several year runs overlapping. So like we would get you know we'd do shows together all the time. Like you know like you know structure fails. I brought them down there. We played some shows with those dudes. Then I brought them up here to play with City of Homes for a few shows. You know, and then like they'd have a cool show someplace, like a CD release or whatever. And I would surprise my brother and just drive down just for the weekend, just to come right. catch the show. You know, like. Um, and we had always the guitar player Kevin, like we hit it off right away from the first day we met, which was like uh, like eleven years ago now. And you know we were always like, man, you know, he'd always tell me like, man, I tell you it'd be great, man, if we like you know work on a project or something, man, that'd be great. And I'd be like, hell yeah, man, anytime you you play guitar, awesome, man. You know you're a great writer, blah blah. blah. I love the Feel the United stuff. Like, yeah, man, that'd be great. I would love to do that. And you know we would bullshit about it for like you know. 10 years right, <laughs> until right. finally came up and like two years ago it was like yeah man I, hey well i got some stuff and i was like all right yeah i'll make it work and we just kind of started like working on it from there but we've been friends forever so yeah. it's 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 an interesting dynamic because i've like done guest vocals on like some of their records and i like you know i've done guest vocals live at some of their shows we played shows together so like we we have the camaraderie like we've been in a band together for 10 years even though we haven't yeah it's an interesting dynamic that's really cool um but yeah it's basically how it came up and it was just a recording thing and you know it just started moving along and uh and we just you know i've been start i've been trying to put out digital content a lot of visual stuff so like you know i was like oh man i want to do a few videos for this release you know this string or whatever and they've been doing really well like the youtube channel's been doing awesome um and you know it just it's kind of snowballing so like we're getting to that point now where it's like all right we should book some shows for like you know the late fall or whatever and kind of time it with the you know the next single release which will be like probably the rest of our record because we, right. we did five songs in that string so like you know time it all up line it up for the late fall and kind of get into it and be rad so that's so basically with, so with this was seeking sirens be considered uh maybe or was it was it moved along because of covid because of the pandemic because of being locked down uh, no, unfortunately, because I never stopped working. In fact, I were I I I haven't stopped working more because right, right. I I work in a healthcare setting. I work at a group home. Like I work for the Department of Mental Health. Like you know, so like we had like fourteen people out of forty five just at my program that were just out of caution taken off the schedule for two weeks. So like right. it was. I was pulling like 100, 110 hour weeks for like three Jesus. months. Yeah, dude, right. it was crazy. It, and I was still like in the middle of recording the Secret Seeking Siren stuff, working on that stuff, working on the Sour Time stuff, finishing up the last couple of releases for the last round of From Under Concrete Kings, and working on like two, a secret and a super secret project that yeah. I haven't announced yet. And I was doing all of that while I was working these crazy hours. So I was like a zombie. Where do you it do was, that all? Do you do do you record it all yourself? Do you go to do you go to somebody? I mostly I do ninety nine percent of my vocal tracking over at uh, over at Yucky Studios in East Hampton, Mass. Uh, he's been out there for a few years working on a disappearing mountain, which is with this dude Kevin Gibo. But I work with Chris Danielli. Um, I started working with him when we first started demoing out stuff at City of Homes. That's when I first met him, and I just like we just clicked when we started tracking together, like, you know, like we, uh, we just had really good chemistry. He had a good year. Like he instantly knew what I was capable of. And he instantly, like he would, he knew if I could get something better. And then he knew when to say like, Hey, that was awesome. Stop, stop trying to get that perfect. Cause that right. was awesome. 
Like, right. and just to have somebody like that, that kind of just instantly gets that read on you of like, yeah, yeah, no, no, you can do that better. Or like, no, no, that's awesome. You're nuts. You're nuts. Right. We're moving. <laughs> to have that is huge. So like he's moved studios a couple times and I've just stayed with him this whole time. So yeah, yeah like he's, he's my guy. So he's mixed and mastered a lot of my stuff, but you know, for other like instrumentation and stuff, we've had other people do it. Um, and you know, I've, I've mixing and mastering. We've had uh, City of Homes had uh, we had Zeus, uh, Chris Zeus Harris do uh, one of our records, and you know Joel Strutzel did one one of our de- uh, singles. Uh, but you know ninety ninety nine percent of the vocal recordings were all with Chris Danielli because that's my guy. That's my right. game genie. You know? I hear you. Well, you you like I mentioned, um, I'm familiar with a lot of your stuff. A lot of your different. There's City of Homes, right? There's From Under Concrete Kings, uh, Sour Times, which which feels like that just came out too, by the way. Which, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, April, May, April. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, so when I saw your name attached to another thing, I was like, "What the fuck, man? What was what, this oh, guy doing?" It, it's gonna get worse. Yeah. It's gonna get worse. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, well, so so I, I I hear the difference in seeking sirens from these other projects. But for the people who will hear this and aren't familiar, what is the difference? What is the difference about seeking sirens and uh, all your other projects? Uh, well, Seeking Sirens is, uh, a much different, it's much different post-production. Uh, so Kevin's been doing a lot of the mixing and he's got a really great ear and he does things really different than, you know, a lot of the guys that I've worked with in the past. Uh, so he's really good in-house. He's got a really nice studio in his house that he does all his mixing out of. And, uh, so comparing it to other bands, it's more... Vocally, I would say it's more polished because he spends a lot of time just like just doing stuff to my vocals that just make them sound different to like other stuff, you know, like yeah. it's weird. Uh, and, I, and I was actually hesitant with him along the way for some of that stuff. And I was like, you know, eventually it came to the point where I was like, nah, I just got to let him do his thing. You know, he's got a, he's got a vision in his head. Right. Just let him run, you know. Uh, so vocally, it's different. And, and, and that's, you know, mostly because of Kevin, because I just, you know, I kind of always written have written my what I produce to what is given to me. Yeah. Like, you know, if there's a melodic part, I'm going to sing. If there's a scream part, I'm going to, if there's a heavy part, I'm going to scream. You know, if there's, you know, if there's a breakdown, I'm going to do low end. If there's like fast stuff, I'm going to do like high raspy stuff, you know, yeah. like it's, it's not necessarily formulaic cause I do change it around, but you know, I, I, I've got a few things that you'll see me do for certain types of riffs that I get put in front of me that, you know, that's what makes sense to me. That's what sounds cool to me. Sure. Um, and it's different this time around because, you know, uh, there's a lot more production on the vocals from Kevin, which I'm not not used to having to deal with that. But, you know, it's it's a it's different with him because I've never actually had that dynamic with him before. Um, so compared to other bands, it's going to be, you know, you're going to look at this and be like, OK, this stuff is just super tight, super crisp like yeah. excellently produced just like as perfect as you could possibly get it um whereas you know it, by comparison sour times is more of a hardcore band sure and yeah. that's that's like just just raw like you know i would you know i wouldn't worry about getting the right the right take you know in terms of getting it perfect but i would like you know the the energy and the emotion had to be right 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 and that right. that was that was the goal for that yeah. you know and then compared to like from under concrete kings damn man i was just trying to like figure out vocals that would fit to that stuff because josh is just such a 
he's just such a wild guitar player and he's really mathy and genty and stuff mm-hmm. and that's like a new you know new era newer thing for me um so it was more like just making sure that like i could kind of get a song structure out of the crazy collection of riffs that josh would give me yeah so you know like that that's more like crazy over the top super heavy but like super melodic super technical and then like city of homes was more more metalcore just like you know a little more formulaic but like we had a lot we had some different elements that we brought in which was really cool like a little little thrashier too a little yeah yeah a little more thrashy we get pop punky in parts you know like you know uh and just like breakdown kings man but like not like crazy breakdowns just like groovy you know yeah or groovy instead of like crazy and heavy yeah so i mean that 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 basically would be like the roundabout run of the mill like yeah that's kind of how i would differentiate them all well that's the secret sirens when i first listened to it like you said the 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 way it was polished the first song i heard was was surface is surface the more melodic one or is it splinter oh yeah yeah that that it's funny a funny story about surface i had I did have screams in there, and yeah. like, and, and it was funny because Kevin was scared to like send me a mix up because he wound up like taking a lot of took all the screams out. Yeah, took some layers out. Like he, he kind of like just was like, man, this is just what I had in my head, whatever. And I was pissed. <laughs> I was so mad. And my brother actually came in and like and like mediated that. It was like, dude, this song's awesome. You don't need the screams there. Like you need to let him do his thing. And I was like. It's like, all right, I'm still mad about it. But yeah. all right. Well, I gotta tell you, when I, when I when I hit play on it, I thought, well, this is this sounds like it's supposed to go on the fucking radio. And I and at first I meant it and I meant it to myself in like a bad way. And then like as I listened to it, I was like, no, but it's good. <laughs> it's 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 good though. It's it sounds yeah. it sounds like like me just being how I am. I wanted to. I wanted to not like it because of what it sounded like initially, and then by the end of it, and by the, now I've listened to it, you know, a hundred times. I'm like, yeah, no, that's a great song, and the like you like you're saying, the polish of it um, is. It sounds like that song could go on the radio right now and be successful. Like, yeah, it, yeah, you know that, that that was kind of what my brother was telling me too. He was like, he was like, dude, this is like you know, this is something that you'd see on like XM. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like right along like five finger and stuff, you know, like like that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's not my thing, but that's cool, you know. I've right, that, that's so. that's what I'm saying. For me too, like that's that's typically not my thing. But then when you listen to it, it doesn't get offensive at, at any at any point. I was not like offended yeah, by it at all. You know, I, I well, I mean, I you know, I had to, I, I made sure of that. Like you know, I don't like to, uh, I, I don't I don't like to do melodic stuff for melodic sake to like you know to to try to be poppy. Right, like, right. Like I like I said, I try to write to what gets delivered to me. So you know, like then that's what I did. But like it, you know, if it happens to fall in that way, hey, that's cool too. You know, just but that's not that's not me. So like it was a culture shock seeing you know Splinter come out. Yeah, because that's like you know, and that and I made sure to let everybody know like that's illustrating like more along the line of what we're coming out with with subsequent releases. That's which the- don't get me wrong. Splinter's got a lot of great melodics in it. Right. It's got a Look, blah blah blah. And the other songs on you know that are going to come out, they also have like you know good hooks, melodic stuff. But but you know they, they they bring the pain because that's what I'm about. You know, right? That's that's what I was going to ask. Is that there's these two two different songs that are sonically a little a little different. I mean, they, they clearly are the same band. But which one which one is better represents what Seeking Siren sounds like is as of right Splinter. now. 
splinter. As of yeah. right now, it's a splinter. But, you know, we've got more stuff coming down the pipe. And, you know, like, Surface was so well received. Right. And so many people were like, dude, what are you doing? This is like, I didn't know you could do this. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know. But we got such great feedback from it that, like, yeah, we probably will, you know, as time goes by, do, like, you know, so, uh, here and there, some strictly melodic stuff. Yeah. You know, that's groovy, whatever. Like, yeah, for sure, you know. Like, the whole point of it is, like, man, we just want to put out stuff that, like, we, we're happy with. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, and at the end of the day, that's how I had to look at it was, like, yeah, you know, even though it wasn't I had initially envisioned, like, yeah, I'm really happy with it. it it's It came out really good. And, and man, everybody liked it. So, you know. How can I be mad at that? You know what I mean. So no, especially and, it, it did, and it and it, it's it's melodic, it's catchy, and it it's metal still, and doesn't and it avoids that cornball territory. That, but I don't I don't know what gets you in it, but you know it when you hear it. You know I when you hear it. And I've been doing this a long time. And I still don't even know what gets you in it, but I know it when I hear it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I still don't know exactly what they do to make it go that way, but then, like, oh, man, yeah, no, no, that's going to Yeah, the I minute it veers into that, into that area, you, you know, and, yeah. And, that didn't, and again, I was expect, I, like, I felt like I was expecting to hear that as I was listening to Surface, and it just didn't happen, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is awesome. Uh, well, you know, everybody else that was listening to it, like, yeah, man, I kept waiting for the breakdown to come. You know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait for you to start screaming, and you, and you never did. And I was like, "Yeah, I, I know, crazy, right?" Well, so yeah. so like like I said, I heard, I, I'd heard you do you know most of your vocal range before, but did you? I, well, I guess this goes to the question too, where you mentioned all all the post production on the vocals. Are you capable of singing like that in a live setting? Oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean. You know, it just uh, that, that was that's always been my shtick with like you know post production having people mix stuff and I was like, hey man, you know if it's if it's the difference between like you know like hey I just didn't get this one little thing right here and you can just nudge that so the takes perfect right. that's fine, but like you don't like I quit a band I'm not gonna say which band yeah but I, I straight up I straight up called the called the guitarist slash vocalist on Thanksgiving Day when I found out this happened because like. The guy that was engineering this and mixing and mastering it, like he auto-tuned my stuff. I, I I I never sang anything like what I heard from the final product that he gave me on the last mix. Yeah. And I had all these crazy notes of like, yeah, hey, you need to undo this stuff. Like basically what the problem was was the guitarist did a lot of the primary vocals too for like especially melodic stuff. And instead of, you know, him doing his homework and coming in and knowing what he was supposed to do. And making it work with what I had done, they just auto-tuned my stuff to do whatever he came up with on the fly in the studio that day. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. You can do that to his stuff. Right. Like, I did my homework. I did what I was supposed to do. Like, you know, we're going to keep this like this. And I had a laundry list of notes. And, you know, we all they all got compiled through this dude. And almost all of my notes and the final notes were gone because, like, you know, he did that a record before and I, I caught him. And this time I made sure, like, to hit the engineer up and be like, hey, man, not going to have you get in the middle of it, but whatever you, whatever the compiled final notes are, like, just, just forward that back to me. I just want to make sure that, like, my stuff got on there, whatever. Of course it didn't. I found out. I blew this kid's phone up. I was like, yo, Thanksgiving Day. He's like, I'm blowing up his phone, blowing up his phone. Picks up, I'm like, hey, pull my vocals from this record 
you can keep the lyrics because I'm not going to punish the rest of the band for you being a fucking asshole. Part yeah. of my life. Uh, but yeah, pull my vocals from this record. I'm done. Fuck you. Don't ever talk to me again. And I hung up the phone. And yeah, and I think I've seen him one time since. And I was just like, hey, trying to like say, I'm like, don't, 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 don't fucking look me in the eye, bro. I got nothing to fucking say to you, dude. You know, like, yeah. yeah so, you know, but coming back full circle anyway. Sorry about story time. Uh, no, you know, story like, time's great. That's the shit I need. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like one of those things like, hey, you know, if it was just a matter of like, oh, you know, I was uh, uh, just a hair flat or just a hair sharp on this one note on this chorus line here. Yeah, that's cool, man. Go ahead and do what you got to do. Work your magic. So, you know, so I don't got to sit there and try and take it over and over again. Right, right. But, you know, once you start like, you know, changing the notes of what I'm singing, like, who knows if I can even sing that live? I don't know. I right. try to. So, you know, fortunately, Kevin's got such a great ear that like he just he just kind of he just kind of knew what to do with it, you know, yeah. like and he's he's been friends of mine for so long that like he knows what I can do. And like, you know, he knows he knows like where my voice sits. Right. So right. especially when I'm doing melodic stuff. So he just kind of like went through it and, you know, it was like stupid stuff. Like I went it was the first time I'd ever like doubled up on all my vocal recordings Usually I just do like straight, you know, a single take and then I'll do layers of like other stuff like layered screams, harmonies, stuff like that. For this project, he wanted me to double up every single thing I did. Just a complete like take it again and get it exactly right. And I guess that's kind of what he wanted to do with it. So like, you know, all my stuff is in there. And then like for anything that he wanted to tweak, he would just use the other one. And then can just slide. You, can you explain? I, I know because I've. I was a singer and recorded vocals myself too, but can you explain to people doubling up that might not understand what phrase yes. you're talking about? So you're, you know, uh, if any, anybody that knows anything about audio at all, and that's just like using a stereo system. The reason they call it stereo is because it's two sides, left and a right. right. So when you record vocals on a microphone, you're not recording left and right. You're just recording left. You're just recording a mono signal. So... In post, you know, you can spread that out so it becomes a stereo signal, but it's better if you have, if you just have the replicated signal over again. So you can, like, have a full stereo track of, you know, your vocals. But that's a lot of work. Like, I've never done it, and I've had records come out great without it with just, you know, doing, I don't know what they do. I couldn't tell you what they do, but you know, an engineer knows what to do with some sort of thing or whatever to make my mono signal, which is just me singing yeah. and flattening it and splitting it out over the spectrum so it becomes stereo. Right. Uh, but he didn't want that. He wanted me to actually like go through and do it, and I can see the results of that now. Like that's kind of cool. I still ain't gonna do it. <laughs> you know, I'll do it's, it for him. That's. The, but the the thing, the trick with that is though, is you got to. Do it exactly the same two times, yeah. Rel- relatively, like like in my, in my example for people listening that might not understand this is that like I re- I'm recording this conversation right now in mono because there's no way like if I did it in stereo it would be you in one ear me in the other, exactly. and and uh, I can, we can't double that we can't we can't have this exact conversation again right so so you got to record it in mono and then split it into in this whatever and you know make it work in stereo. Um, but, but yeah, for your takes, you gotta, you gotta mirror it basically. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, you've got to, you've got to either mirror it or you've got to get super close. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it took like, you know, usually 
because I pay for my studio time, like I don't, you know, I don't pull in favors or whatever. Like, you know, I like my guy, I work with my guy, I pay for his time. Yeah. So I pay for my studio time and it usually takes me anywhere from two to three hours, depending on how, you know, how in depth the vocals are going to be to actually track a song suit to nuts on vocals. Yeah. Two, two to three hours. I'll come back another, another day on another session and I'll make little fixes here and there, 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever. But by and large, two to three hours to track a song. Right. But for the Seeking Siren stuff, it was all five hours minimum because <laughs> I had to go and double up everything. Right, and yeah. it was just like, you know. And, you know, he wanted me, Kevin really wanted me to go down there and record, but it was like, you know, yeah, hey, you know, that's great, but dude, you're in North Carolina, like I'm in Massachusetts. <laughs> like, right. you know, like, yeah, I'm going to save some money by going to record with you, but I mean, I still got to spend like, you know, three, 400 bucks just to, to get, get down there, there yeah. to get there, you know what I mean? And it's like, so, but it wound up costing me a lot of money and I, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, if you're passionate about something, you don't care about that sort of thing within reason. Sure. Um, and the songs were so cool and I, we've been talking about doing it for so long that I was just like, yeah, sure, man, whatever you want. Right. You know? I get like that sometimes if I'm excited about something, whatever you want, <laughs> you, whatever you want, I'm going to do it for you. Whatever you want, what do you want? I'll do it. You know? Well, that's, that's, so, that's a great. It seems like you have a great relationship with these guys. And are you familiar with the other guys in the band? Or I mean, obviously you are. But were, are you as familiar with them oh, as you were, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ryan and, and AJ. Uh, I met them through this project. Like Kevin lined these guys up to come okay. and do, you know, to come and fill out the band. So like I didn't meet them until we started working together. But I mean, right. you know, I've been at this racket a long time. I can get along with just about anybody as long as they're not a dick. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So that's the key, usually. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, hey, hey, you don't even gonna be that nice. Just don't be mean. And then no, you can you can be weird. You can be a little strange and annoying, but just don't be an asshole. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know. So yeah, I, I didn't know them until until then. It was just like you know. But Kevin's got such a good read on people, like he just has a good you know eye for character, I guess. Because sure. like man, we just hit it off right away. You know, we're like we're hanging out after doing shoots and stuff, you know, and like, you know, we're just talking about this, that, and the other thing, getting to know each other. And it was like, man, it all just gelled right away. Right. You right. Know? It's like, these are people I didn't know from a hole in the wall, but like, you know, Kevin knew or whatever and brought him in. It was like, man, this is awesome. You know, like, so I, I'm so excited to like actually like play on a stage with those dudes. Like, it's going to be what? How, how often have you been able to, or how many times have you been able to actually play with them? I know you guys got a couple of videos done. I assume those were like shot, you know, all at the same time, just because of the, the location. No, 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 no. I, I went down there. Like, like I said, I, you know, I'd schedule a shoot. Like we'd schedule right. a shoot, figure out a location, whatever, get a date locked in for that weekend. And then we'd plug a few things into that weekend to make a, make a weekend out of it, you know? Um, so like, so yeah, and you know, we've also done that before. Cause like I said, my brother still lives down there. I go to visit, you know, and you know, I'm doing my thing down there. And so I've got people that I got to see anyway. So I go down there, you know, and, yeah. and make sure that I like at least hit them up be like, Hey, what are you guys doing? want to get together. You know? Um, so we do get together rather often. I've had a fruit fly in my studio here for like six days. I was driving He's nuts. Yeah. He's driving crazy because I can't catch him. I can't catch him. Um, but yeah, so when we get down there and, you know, it's just, uh, they practice together more, but right. I mean, I, you know, I haven't practiced with the band except for a rehearsal before a show or a run in a couple of years. I yeah. just, uh, I make sure when I'm recording stuff like, Hey, yeah, get me an instrumental of that. 
and then like I'll run it through my PA and I, and I rehearse that way. I, I like I run through a set. You know, once I figure out what it is, I'll you know twice a week, three times a week, even you know I'll run through that set, singing the whole thing, making sure you know that I'm good. So in theory. The idea being, I just get down there, you know, the night before a show, we do a quick run through of the set. I'm golden. Right. Um, but, you know, that's just because the, the last several bands I've been doing have been, like, with people all over the place. City of Homes, for example, uh, you know, we that was out in Western Mass, which you don't really know Massachusetts so well. But, like, so I'm out here in Taunton, which is, like, a half hour east of Providence, Rhode Island, and about 45 minutes south of Boston. Huh. Like... The other guitarist that I was working with lived all the way out in Westfield, Mass., which is like two hours away. And then we had John Keita from Diecast in that band. He lives in New York City. And then we had our drummer, Freddie. He was up in uh, like North Central, Mass., so like almost the, like, you know, Vermont line or whatever. Right. So like we had people from all over and then like, you know, we would get together and like all make that commute. So it, it was tough. You know, we had a bass player that was living out in Tennessee for a while, blah, blah, blah. So, like, we had, it was, like, it was a to-do. So, that being said, like, if we're not really going to get much outside of a quick rehearsal, you know, as we get together to load out to go for whatever run we're doing or whatever shows, whatever, like, we all do our homework at home. Sure. And, like, yeah. especially on the bus or whatever, like, you, you know, I'll be driving and those dudes would just be, like, playing their guitars together. No, no amps, no nothing, just to make sure they're tight, you know? Right. So, that's kind of how I've been doing that. Because I got into that mode with those guys, and that's kind of how we've been doing it ever since. So you're well, so. well prepared. Uh, it, it, it sounds like you just take it with you take it seriously, and that's. I mean, I I I wouldn't go that far because if I really took it seriously, like I probably would have murdered somebody by then. <laughs> well, all right, seriously might not be the word. You take it, you you treat it with respect. I should say. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like I've been doing this too long to like go to a show and suck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to make sure I don't suck that day. But, right. uh-huh. you know, like uh, within reason. And then, but it's funny because life has a funny way of like throwing wrenches in your gears. Like, you'll go and practice and practice and practice, and then you'll go on a run and you'll get the flu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 that's happened to me so many times. It's like, it's like, why why did I even bother? <laughs> why did I even bother? You know, just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> well. Well, have you been? Have has Seeking Sirens played any shows yet? We haven't even played our first show yet. Yeah, that's what yeah. I that's what I assume. Yeah, um, yeah. You have these two songs, Splinter and Surface, out. Uh, you mentioned, I think, that there's five. In I think you said it's part of a record, but I don't know what is the plan and what like what should be expected in the near future from Seeking Sirens. The last, the last that me and Kevin had talked about it, you know, it was like, this is kind of how I wanted to do it, whatever, because I've got other projects that I'm working on that have, like, release schedules, and I'm trying to make sure that I have the time and the resources to make everything work and give everything its proper diligence as it comes. Right. So, if I was like, well, if we're going to do this, then, like, you know, let's do, we're going to release one more single, we'll do a video for that one, but we'll release the rest of the you know the other two songs that are unreleased along with the two we've already put out we're going to release that five song ep with that release of that next single with the video and and, gotcha. and then uh, go and play some shows get some merch printed up go play some shows not a lot of shows just you know because everything's crazy with covid like you've got festivals going on in some states and like 
200 cap rooms that are at half capacity in other states. It's a hot right. mess. It's crazy. So I'm not going to do anything crazy, but, you know, definitely like, yeah, we'll do a couple shows. I'll do a couple shows down there and I'll bring the guys up here and like do like a mass Rhode Island type thing or whatever, Boston, Providence, whatever. Right. And that'll be, pre- that'll be it for the year into the winter spring. That's the plan. Nice. So is there, is there any physical release coming from Seeking, Seeking Sirens or oh, is this all going to be? Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, def- we'll definitely press some CDs. Not, a, not, a, you know, usually like whenever I do a pressing, it's somewhere between three and 500 depending on like the price point or whatever. Cause yeah. you know, it's expensive, but, uh, but yeah, there'll definitely be a physical press. I, I'm old school. So like, I like having, you know, I like having that CD in the jewel case with the oh. fan wrap and be like, I made this, yeah. I made this thing. <laughs> this is my thing. I made it. Well, that's, that that brings a, a, a good question up that I, I like to ask um, for anybody that's coming out with a new record. Because I feel like the answer is a little different um, for everybody. But when you have a new release like this, what is the most exciting part of of getting it out, of, of releasing it? Like, even if it's for any of your bands, when you have a new album, EP, whatever, like, what is it just getting it physically in your hand? Or is it getting the people to hear it? Like, what's the... Well, I mean, it it, it depends because the last uh, the last from under Concrete Kings record we didn't press CDs for, and that was just because of COVID. It was like, well, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and drop all this loot and press a bunch of CDs when we can't even play, right? You know, um, and then so I don't know, man. It just but it was when people can hear it is probably the best thing. But like I, for some reason, and don't ask me why, I've gotten I've gotten critiqued by you know friend and foe alike of like you know. Why are you trying to do all these fucking videos, man? You know, like what the what the hell's the deal? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just I've I've released a lot of records over the years, and I've released a lot of material over the years, but you know, I don't have a lot of visual content out there. So now that I'm in a position where I can kind of do whatever the hell I want, yeah, then you know that's what I want to do. I want to do a lot of visual stuff to go in tandem with you know my audio stuff. Not to say that I'm any you know George Clooney or anything to look at, <laughs> mind you. <laughs> that doesn't mean I can't think of some cool ideas for some videos, especially the last round of Concrete King stuff. Like, man, I went ham, like just yeah. you know, up stuff, and we did some cool, we did some really cool video work with that last run, and I and that was just me, like I'm doing whatever the hell I want, and Josh was just like, you go for it, because I did whatever the hell I want. I made you suffer through so much, having to <laughs> go and track stuff over this mess I gave you. You go ahead, do whatever you want. I was like, awesome. So that's kind of. I get the biggest sense of accomplishment and joy when a single drops with the video in tandem. Like that yeah. just, that just, that just makes my day. It's like, Hey man, I put off this song. This is awesome. You know, I put a lot of work into it, blood, sweat, tears, all that stuff. And then like, and man, I made this video happen too. And like, you know, it's cool, like whatever. And, uh, and it's just nice to like have that out and see it because like nobody really in an unsigned project, which I've been in unsigned my entire career. Yeah. Like nobody at my level does what I do, pretty much. Right, and that's that's kind of really all all that I want to do. Like I kind of want to do as much professional stuff as possible. That's up at that echelon of like sign dance, as close as I could possibly get it. Yeah, without without the label support and the management company supporting me, or what? Like just I'm making it happen on my own. That's why I get such an incredible sense of accomplishment and joy when like that. That single drops, the video come out, the video looks good, the song came out good, and people are digging it, and and I, and I can look at it and be like, wow, man, I, I put this together. 
Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. No, that's 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 I really like that. It's a cool answer. And like you said, you with with these seeking seeking sirens songs in the videos and the, the professionalism of it, the level, the quality that you're putting out for these two songs at least so far. I mean, you you wouldn't know that there's no label support or, you know, or any of that shit. Is that something is label support something that you do you want to keep it DIY? Do you or or are you can I quote this, Mark Twain? No, or you can quote whoever you want, and I won't even know I'm, if it's real. So you can I'm, say, I'm, I'm gonna quote Mark Twain for you. I don't want to be in any club that would actually have me as a member. <laughs> Fair <laughs> I enough. Paraphrase a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Paraphrase a little bit, but it's like, yeah, nah, man. You know, like, uh, you know, label support's cool, but you know, it's just I find that that's just an amplification of a problem that already exists with bands. There's too many chiefs and there's not enough Indians. Gotcha, yeah. And it's like, that's not to say that, like, you know, I, I, I run roughshod over people. I don't. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to get people, I try to make it a partnership as much as I can with everybody I work with. But, you know, like, I, I, I don't got time to, like, hang around and not do stuff. So, like, you know, hey, if you got an idea, I'm going to run with it. Unless I think it's a bad idea, you know, I, I, I'll tell you. But even yeah. then, I'll still probably run with it just because you had an idea. Right. That's cool. You're contributing. Yeah. But you know, if if you, if if you know, I'm in a group, I'm in a band with a group of guys, and nobody knows what they want to do, or like they they like have a half form thing. Like, well, this would be cool. I'm the guy that goes, okay, so we're gonna do that thing. Let's do that. And then I'm the guy that makes that get done. So, you know that doesn't sit well with everybody but on the other on the other side of the token it's like dude you know if you we just you can just ask kevin because like this is sonically this is this is kind of his baby like i'm just i'm doing my part but i mean for putting everything together drums bass guitar vocals samples like all that stuff like like this is his baby and you know that's what he wants to do i'm gonna let him do it you know what i mean like so it kind of works out but it's like hey if you know i want to do this and that and the other thing can we do that okay cool and then we just go and do it because I don't know, man. I just, uh, life's too short, dude. You know, like I don't want to be in a band for five years and be like, Oh, you know, yeah, we, we like released a demo or two and like played some shows and like, you know, <laughs> right. like, like I, I just, I don't have time for that. I just don't have time for that. Um, and it's not, it's not a sense of pride or anything like that or whatever. It's just, you know, I just come from, you know, a culture from my family onward to like, you know, where I grew up of like, you know, there's only two types of people. There's people that don't do it, and then there's the people that do it, do it right. Yeah, it's working thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like an old school like blue collar thing. Like like it's like no 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 man. I show up to work every day. I do I do I give it 110 percent, and I expect 110 percent from from my return. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like hey, like, you know I'm I'm going at this like a goddamn dog, like bees on a honey dip dog. I'm going after it. So if I'm going after it. I don't need you. I don't expect anybody to put forth the same amount of energy that I put forth. But don't you dare get in my way. Yeah. You know, don't, don't make it hard for me because once you make it hard, it's like, I, you know, I just I, my brain can't process it. So, like, you know, that's that's why I start getting irrational. But for the people that are smart enough to be like, no, nah, man, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to try and steer this ship a little bit. But I'm going to let you do his thing. Yeah. We want to. We want to do it some cool stuff. <laughs> well, like I said, and I, your, your work ethic, obviously, I, it's it's. I, I've noticed it just like I said with your fucking name is on 600 bands and uh, you know I've heard you several different times doing several different styles and just over the last few years too you so and and this one I think this one Seeking Sirens is the coolest one yet um, I did really like the Sour Times records by the way but um awesome. thank you but but this 
But this one is the... And this is Seeking Sirens, the two songs that I've heard so far. Uh, Splinter and, and Surface, right? Um, like I said, they it's the best that I've heard you do so far. And it was kind of the, the least expected as well. So I think that's I think that's cool. The Seeking Sirens stuff is like the coolest stuff I've done to date in yeah. terms of like, you know, just awesome songwriting. And that's not to take away from anything that I've done before or that I'm still working on. Like, I love the Sour Time right. stuff. Yeah. We're going to be playing shows soon. Like, I, like we just got, like, our drummer to come play with us. And, like, I'm so excited to pl- bring that band to a stage and play that stuff live. Under Concrete Kings is working on our third EP. Like, I'm so excited to get, like, done, not to take away anything from that stuff. But the Seeking Sirens is, like, man, that's, that's, like, that's, like, the crown right now. Yeah. And, but I'm still salivating over the crown jewel that's going to be announced. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, man, this is so cool. This is like the best stuff I've ever done. And, and you know, like, I'm so happy that I get to follow it up with something that's going to be on that caliber and, and possibly better. Right, right. So, like, I just, it's been awesome. And, you know, if you would have told me, if you would have told me 10 years ago that, like, I was going to get this much stuff done in a span of, like, three years, I would have told you you were crazy. Right. Uh, and that was just because I, I had a very different mindset about, you know, getting stuff done like you know it was like it basically wound up being like like i said it's like you're in a band with four girlfriends you know they don't want you know they like the idea of doing the stuff but when it actually comes to like gathering the resources sacrificing the time to do the stuff that you fantasize about that's when everybody fucking disappears everybody goes fudge bye-bye right so you know and i would get frustrated over that for so long and then I just kind of like clicked it in my head. I'm like, well, you know what? If if that's how it's going to be, then, you know, I'm just going to take what they say and be like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then I'm just going to make it happen. And then if they complain, I'm like, well, what are you complaining for? This is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. I made it happen. Yeah. Oh, you didn't, you didn't get to have your input at every little step of the way, but you didn't pay anything or put any time in or, or do anything to get it. So, like, you know, but, but it was exactly what you wanted. So I don't, I don't see why you're mad right now. <laughs> like, you know, like, but you can't tell the girl that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, that's why I keep saying about the four girlfriends. Like, it's like, no, 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 no. You can't tell a girl that, <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's very true. <laughs> so yeah, but I just, I'm so happy that with everything that's going on and just you know all the stuff we've done and you know, with the the rest of the Seeking Siren stuff is awesome. Like, dude, we just the next one we got coming out is just a uh, man. You know, again, I, I've been swearing a little bit, and I'm sorry about that. I probably should ask no, you about no, it. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. dude. This this next one we got coming out is a fucking shit kicker. I mean, like, like it makes makes Splinter look like a love sonnet All by right. comparison. Yeah, yeah. Like just oh man, I can't wait, can't wait to like. I'm still waiting for the final mix, master. So well, when just, when oh, do you anticipate that dropping? Uh, sometime in the fall. Sometime okay. in the fall. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, we don't have a set date yet, um, and that's just because we don't have a final mix master yet. Uh, Kevin does the mixing, but we, we've been having Andrew Wade do a lot of our masters. So, you know, and uh, Kevin's busy with a lot of this stuff, too. He's still doing the Fear the United stuff. And, like, he's like this crazy, he's like this crazy, like, southern sportsman. Like, he, he races, like, quads and stuff and, like, dirt bikes. And, like, like he's really good. Yeah. He's really, yeah, he's, like, actually, like, semi-pro, like, four-wheel <laughs> racer. The dude does crazy stuff. Like, he's a photographer. He's got... He wears a lot of hats, so to get mixes, it's a slow process, you know, so it's, but like when they come out, it's worth it. 
Right. But it's one of those things like he's almost done. So I'm just like, oh, man, come on. But I don't want to bother. You bother, it makes it take longer. You know, you don't yeah. want to do that. You no. know, so I don't want to bother. I don't want to bother. I'm just like, man, I can't wait. Oh man, I can't wait to get out. Oh wow, you know. And I just like get so excited about it, and then I have to like. This is why I'm in five bands right now, because I get so excited about it that I get myself all worked up to the point where I get upset that something's not not ready yet for me to enjoy it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, let me just put that down for a minute. Let me go over here. I'm gonna start working on this stuff. <laughs> Because I'm just I'm just gonna get myself all worked up for nothing, and that's that's basically how I survive day to day, Dan. Well, you're, you're doing you're doing all right so far. <laughs> if that's what you need to do, keep doing it because it's working out. And and this I is killed anybody yet? Yeah, no, and, and and you're putting out good shit. Um, like again, I'm a fan, and I uh, it. thank you so much. And, and I'm and I'm stoked to hear the rest of it. And unless there's anything else you want to add on here before we wrap this thing up. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, you know, uh, anybody that's listening, you know, if you like any of this stuff, please just follow the project on Spotify, like the track, share the track, put it on like your gym playlist or whatever, like every click on that thing helps, you know, like that's all, you know, Spotify, Spotify's algorithm is a more complicated beast than Facebook's would, you know, could ever possibly be like, I've been doing this racket a long time and I, and you just can't even get on their editorial playlist. So like, you know, yeah. it's just it's a tough nut to crack. Every click helps literally anybody listen to this, take the, take the 30 seconds and I will love you forever. Just follow the thing on Spotify, click the like button, share the track, like just, just get it out there because otherwise it just gets buried, you know, yeah. um, which is unfortunate because Spotify is supposed to be this great platform where bands can get discovered and all that. And it's like, yeah, but it's really easy to get buried. And it's like, you know, especially for this stuff, I can't stress that enough because it's really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like it's some of the best stuff I've ever done. So like, you know, I want to see it get hurt, man, you know, just take that 30 seconds, like the thing. And you know? sometimes all it takes is that getting on that one fucking playlist I know. And then, yeah. It's stupid. It's stupid, yeah. yeah. And then it just like, snowballs from there. And that's not to say that I'm, like, seeking that out or anything. It's just, you know, I just I just want the track to get hurt, man. It's, right. you know, it came out so good. Kevin did such a good job with it. Everybody did such a good job with it. I gave it 110%. It's like, you know, I just don't want it to languish. And every single click on that thing helps. So, you know, Well, like I, like I said, it deserves it. And I, and I hope everybody does the same. I'm going to keep clicking on it and keep adding it to playlists and all that. Um, I appreciate it. it. Every click helps. Thank you so much for the yeah. kind words. All right, man. Joe, hey, thanks for taking the time to have this conversation. I had a good time. Dude, man, thanks for having me. Likewise, we'll do it again sometime. Absolutely. I'll hit you up when I'm ready to announce that thing. You let me know. All right. All right. Later, man.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Joseph. The song you just heard was Surface by Seeking Sirens. The one that we were talking about being radio friendly, if you can't tell. Um, I think it's a great track. And uh, I want to thank him for taking the time to have the conversation. You might have heard a hint at some stuff that he was going to announce. Um, and it has been announced. He's got a solo project that he's been working on. And it features uh, current and ex-members of bands like uh, God Forbid, uh, Darkest Hour, Unearth, uh, Bad Wolves, I believe. Um, it was quite, quite a few others. It's very cool. Um, look it up. Joseph Isaiah uh, on Google. That <laughs> Listen to me tell you how to Google something. That's what, that, that's what you should do. But you should also keep an eye out for a new Seeking Sirens track. According to their social media, there should be one on the way shortly. So until then, uh, you have these two that you can listen to. And I suggest you do it over and over and over again on Spotify to build that algorithm crack that code do what you can to help a young young band out in in need all right so um that's really going to be just about it for this one i don't have much else to tell you about i can tell you about getting it out.net but i suspect you've heard enough being that it doesn't truly exist on your radar yet it does on mine but not on yours and i understand that um so let's find a song to end this one on Let's go with a track from the new Employed to Serve album. The record is called Conquering. It came out just last Friday, September 17th. This song, uh, let's, let's, pick, uh, let's pick Mark of the Grave. Again, off of their new record, Conquering, on Spine Farm Records. Out now, available everywhere. Employed to Serve from the UK. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.